This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with Kevin, Jadarius back on the scene, and Larry back in the building for this breakdown and highlight of the Raider Panther game. And plus, we'll touch on the old Tampa Bay Bucks game coming up. Me uh going on the going on the on the road against the legend Tom Brady himself and old Gron- Gron- Gronkowski, aka I don't know how to read a book. No, I'm just, <laughs> just joking, just joking, just joking. Um, so yeah, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about the game, fellas, ladies, all you fine listeners out there of the four man rush. I hope you guys enjoyed the game and what you saw. Um it, it was it was uh it was interesting. Um, and, and like the guy said last week, you know, they said it was going to be a slugfest and look at that, you know, 34, 30 game. Um, we, we, uh, we had a chance to do our thing, uh, at the end there and just didn't, uh, accomplish that, uh, 2019 all over again for a freaking yard. I swear to God. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into it, shall we? Um, so Jadarius is going to start us off. Um, we're going to, we're just going to do a, a basic overview of the game, touch on some stuff statistics, and then we're going to get into the, the needy-greedy. Hold on to your hacks, ladies and gentlemen. The four-man rush is on the scene, and Jadarius. But, man, let's talk about this, bro. What, what the what the hell? Uh, man, tough loss. Uh, but to look over uh, from a general standpoint, the offense did what we needed it to do, and the defense uh, couldn't capitalize on a couple uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. But from a stat standpoint, um, if you want to look at it from extremely general terms, the Panthers actually put up more yards than the Raiders did. Um, mm-hmm. So passing yards and rushing combined, um, we were on par with them if, and and better at that. Wow. So the thing is for um, for us, um, limiting yards when it matters and getting the yards when it matters. Mm. Because um, you can, it'll look good on fantasy if you get a ton of yards, but um, if you don't score, it's all for not in the box score. So uh, I think that's one of the blank things. Actually, it was a really clean game. I was not expecting it. No turnovers uh, for yeah, each team, right. which is good and bad. Good for our offense, not turning the ball over. Bad for our defense, not forcing turnovers. Um, no fumbles, no interceptions. So one more thing that's pretty telling, and I'll pass it off, is um, the time of possession. So the Panthers were actually behind in time of possession, hmm. which can be a little weird um, considering that we had more yards. Uh, but hmm. also um, whoever holds the rock and whoever capitalizes on those key moments uh, wins games. So pretty clear um that we're a young team and we're trying to get everything together we'll go into detail but um that's kind of what it is on the surface mm. Mm. yeah indeed man indeed that was interesting that's very interesting kevin yeah well for me you know it's feeling weird like i was there but i wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> you know you know i had the uh they had the cardboard version of me cut out sitting there with a watered down as Bud Light at the stadium, but you know, hey, I appreciate them recognizing. <laughs> but either way, both of us saw the same thing. Uh, what we saw was, you know, we just saw the beginnings of a young team in the making that's, you know, just getting that initial punch in the mouth, feet wet, 
you know, whatever terminology you want to use to describe it, basically. Um, you know, I was expecting a lot of mistakes and it was several, but I also saw the three things that I was looking for. I was looking for them to play fast, which they did. I was looking for them to play hard, which they did. And I was also looking at um, seeing moments of slight improvement. You know, the thing that Matt Rule has said is that each day they're trying to get 1% better. I kind of like that, mm. you know, because we know that this is such a huge task that you try to make it attainable goals to proceed. And that's what I saw a lot on the field. I, I saw moments where offensively, they're like, hey, we can, you know, we got to shoot this thing out. You know, we we got the weapons to do it. And truth be told, we left we left points out on the field. I'm thinking we left at least two touchdowns on the field at least. Uh, yep. We was we was haunted by uh, we was haunted by drops, penalties, and just poor execution at the absolute worst time. Yep. I mean, just you know, self inflicting wounds. You know, you know, Tim. You know, we was in the military. We call that friendly fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So exactly, yeah. So yeah. So you know, shot our damn selves in the foot. Mm-hmm. But hey, again, it's the rebuild. You know, you expect it. So you know, it is what it is. My thing is. If we're going to make mistakes this week coming up, I don't want it to be the exact same mistakes I saw in week one. I want to see how, you know, how things are going to grow and develop and change. But as far as the game itself, I was particularly paying attention to the trenches. I, you know, that's the area that me and Larry love to watch. Um, I was I was noticing, noticing that it's, it's errors to improve, but I saw glimmers of hope as well. There was times that where Teddy Bridgewater had a good pocket to make the throws that he needed to make. And there was times where that pocket was looking kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of rushed there. Mm-hmm. There was some times where the running lanes were, were a thing of beauty and, and McCaffrey were, was able to, you know, get through two, three yards before getting touched. And it was times where he had defenders around his feet while he's still in the backfield. So, um, I kind of, me, even though it counts as a regular season game, I was really looking at this as the first preseason per se, because this was the first time against somebody else other than your own players. All of us that play football, we know them licks hit differently when <laughs> yeah. they're not on the same team. Real talk. Real talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like they're paid, too. You know, they done flew out here and, and all that good stuff. So, you know, they got out here Friday night. And so, yeah, they was uh, they was ready. Mm-hmm. And and this was a team that even though a lot of Panther fans were kind of right now, oh, it's just the Raiders. But this is the Raiders that's in their third year. In the same system, so there's some yep. continuity there, and I just saw I just saw from a Panthers perspective that we we had opportunities, but we're just not young enough to take advantage of it. Is what I saw mostly, um, particularly um, on the defensive line side. Definitely a lot of work to do. We only got a total of five quarterback pressures the whole game. Five, you know, no sacks, maybe a couple of hits. I don't I don't even remember seeing hits. Um, being included but overall definitely no hits definitely no hits (laughs) okay yep i'm looking at the right now um no sacks and no quarterback hits and five quarterback pressures so yeah it it left a whole lot to be desired we're talking about a team that was second in league in sacks last year at 50 in spite of the uh out of the record so um just a lot of room for improvement but i just saw a team that had opportunities that had they been more mature that would have took advantage of we could have won that game but it is what it is. We're on the Tampa. Yep. Word. 
Larry? All right, so uh, some of my fans told me I was like the ultimate pessimist last season. And I don't want to come into this season with that same mentality. So I'm going to try to focus on the positives as much as I can. I really can't help it. I'm very critical. I'm a perfectionist. I'm a Virgo. It's my season, by the way. But I'm going to focus on the I'm going to, I'm going to focus on the positives today. Um, one thing that stood out to me the most was really just the the fluidity of the offense. I haven't seen that in years. No mm. knock on Cam Newton at all, but I believe we scored on all but two possessions. It's been a long time since I've seen that kind of. Offense in Panther Blue, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, offensive line, it's a lot to be desired. I didn't see them get a lot of push. I know that's a negative, but that kind of halted the run game, in my opinion. Christian McCaffrey didn't have a bad game. I think he had 90-something yards. But just those opportunities, like the fourth and one, where you, you can just get a better push from your offensive line, I just didn't see they were playing nasty enough. But the positive that I get from that is the scheme. I mean, Joe Brady knows what he's working with. And the fact that Teddy Bridgewater was able to just to get the ball out fast and consistently, I just was very pleased with that because it's something that I hadn't seen in years. You know, just taking take, going back, going through your reads, getting rid of the football, not making mistakes. That was just outstanding to me. I take a lot of pride in that because I can finally say that we got a quarterback under center that's going to be calm and make the right decisions. Nothing against Cam. Cam is an outstanding player, but. It's just it's just a nice change of style for me. Like I I have a lot of optimism in Teddy Bridgewater. Mm. Um, I did notice that you know everybody says that you know DJ is the number one receiver. Shit. Not a knock on him either, but uh, it didn't look like it. If you, watch, <laughs> if you watch the off season and you watch how closely Robbie Anderson and Teddy Bridgewater have been working together, it all showed on Sunday. Sure it really did. did. That was his sure safety did. blanket. Yep. That was his go to guy. He served as his Olsen. And he also served as his explosive playmaker. You've seen it from the long 75-yard touchdown. So that was amazing to see that they just have so much great chemistry in week one, which we really have to treat like a preseason game. So mm-hmm. that gives me a lot of excitement going forward. i like to see how that connection goes. And hopefully Teddy will get on the same page with the other two receivers that we call our go-to, you know, with Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. Right. Um, I'm going to go to the trenches. Uh, like I said, like Kevin said, we, it's a lot of positive to take away because we only gave up one sack. I don't know the last time we were able, we've been able to say that. We gave up one sack. All in all, Teddy was pretty clean all day, even though, uh, like I said, I gave more credit to the scheme because he was getting rid of the football. But there were some times where he just had a really clean pocket and was able to go through his reads to get rid of the football. Mm-hmm. So I'll go ahead and move on to the defensive side of the ball. The fact that we've had no preseason and we started that amount of rookies and they all just – fell in and played fast, like Kevin said, and played hard, like Kevin said, that's nothing but a positive. Mm. A lot of people are knocking Troy Pride because he gave up a touchdown. But if you're a person that really studies film and you really study the craft of playing a, a, a defensive back position, he was in good position. He made the, he did all the right thing except turn his head around and make a play on the football. So I have to, I have to look at that as a positive because when you've got a rookie out there, you expect to make those mistakes. I'd rather him make that kind of mistake in week one than in week 17. Mm. And the fact that we can look at it and see, oh, well, he did this right, he did that right, he did that right, play just didn't go his way, you appreciate that kind of play because he's going to learn from that. Mm. So I'm not going to be like everybody else and say, oh, our DBs are trash and Troy Pride is trash. I was actually pleased with his effort on that play, just being honest with you. Mm. 
Very, very pleased with Chen as well because he was all over the he was all over the field. And time in, time out, I seen his hat around the football. Mm-hmm. I can't ask for more than that from a rookie safety in his first his first live NFL game action. Mm-hmm. I will tell you what I am disappointed in, though. I don't want to be pessimist tonight, but there are some disappointments where I definitely have to see improvement. And I'm not going to blame any particular player. I'm going to point more towards coaching. But when it came to the pass rush, when it came to our defensive line as a whole, not just the pass rush, but also stopping the run, I just wasn't pleased with the results. You know, mm-hmm. there were flashes. There were flashes of, of greatness. Like I've seen Derek Brown bull rush somebody. He, he actually pancaked the offensive lineman. <laughs> just didn't get to make a play on the football. But on a consistent basis, I just didn't see the right unit. Like just like the offensive line is a unit, the defensive line is also a unit. They got to play together. It's no mistake that we didn't have any quarterback hits. It just we didn't see any violent hands. We didn't see any technique. We didn't see any moves like, uh, you know, push pull moves, uh, club rips, swim moves, whatever, whatever you have to do to get past your man to get to the quarterback. We just didn't see enough of that at all. And then when it came to the run game, a lot of the big ones that we, we did give up were just because lack of that lack of gap integrity. But I know that comes with just learning, getting adjusted to you know playing in the NFL. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to point at the coaching, though. Um, people got to realize we don't just have rookie players. We also got rookie coaches. So I expect to see growth from the coaching because I want to see my players actually do the things that I mentioned, like bull rushing and, and doing different pass rush moves. I need to see that. Mm. I also want to see that, you know, games on the line is getting close. I don't want to see us just rushing three and dropping back eight. I mean, I would have, I would be cool with that if your defensive lineman showed you earlier in the game that they were capable of getting to the quarterback, but they didn't. We actually, we there was a play where we rushed, we blitzed, we rushed six to seven guys. Mm-hmm. Not only did we not move Derek Carr off his spot, he had all day to throw, and you got to give credit to Douglas on the back end because he broke up that pass on the big third down. Oh yeah. But anybody else we play, it doesn't work out like that. You know, he made a great play in the football, but there's no reason why we blitzed that many guys. And couldn't even move Derek Carr off his spot. So those are my negatives. But all in all, we're looking at a brand new football team. And if you're looking at it from the bottom line, there was a way more positives to take out of the game than it was negatives. It's just that you got to hope that we can address those negatives as soon as possible. That's true. And that's my take on the game. That's true. And I, I think I think that game would have been one. I actually I know I, I know from 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 my perspective, there were two there were two plays in that game in particular that. I, in my in my opinion, really cost us a game, and we'll, we'll, we can talk about this a little further. Um, the pass interference call on um, the, our middle linebacker, Tahir Whitehead. Yeah, that don't that was that was a lone third and something. It's like third and eighteen, something crazy. Um, and uh, I, I think I think when DJ got that BS, um, was a taunting taunting penalty. I think we had we had we were on our way down the field during during that situation, and then we we were getting little chunks in there, and I, I think that set us back to a point where we have we we wind up either punting the ball or not you know not being able to get close enough you know to to each actually you know make a threat to the end zone, but uh, you know it was just, just a couple of bonehead plays in there that that uh, that cost us some points. I think like like Kevin mentioned before, we li- we left a lot of money on that field. So, um, but um, so Jadari, so let's let's hey, let's. Hey Tim, I, I'm a. Hey, go ahead. I want to just tell you that DJ pissed me off with that too. Yeah, that was stupid. That was that was, that was really stupid. It's like 
It's like he's always the killer, the drive killer, whether it's a fumble or something like that. I'm getting frustrated <laughs> with that. I'm telling you. He did not he fumble seems, this game, though. He didn't fumble this game. You got to give him credit. I know, but whatever, whatever mistakes he makes, it always seems to be momentum killers. Yes. That is really, really bothering yeah. me, man. Uh, I'm yeah, not going to lie to you. I feel you. Yeah, I, I, totally, I totally understand that. Totally understand that. Um, so, so Janarius, let's let's get let's find tooth comb this game a little bit, um, and let's let's start let's start on the offense since we're talking about DJ, um, Bridgewater and the offensive line and this system. What do you think, man? Uh, I'm obviously offensive line missing daily, who's supposed to be uh, that starting at starting at guard, hmm. but. Um, some of the good news um, on the offensive line is all the starters played the entire game. Wow. They didn't miss a single step. Shit. So all five guys were playing 100% of the game. That's good. And that's if you want to build continuity, that's how you do it. Yeah, Everybody has to be on the field. Mm. Um, you can't control injuries, but, you know, when injuries don't show up, it's a great thing. True. True. Um, I'm going to try not to – I'm going to try not – I'm going to go to uh, – let's go to – Wide receivers. Go for it. Um, let's see. DJ Moore played 58 snaps. Robbie Anderson, 55. Um, out of 67 total snaps. So hmm. those are those are our top guys. Obviously, uh, Lawrence, uh, Larry uh, touched on uh, how DJ Moore kind of let Nas down there. Hmm. Uh, definitely 100% the number one wide receiver in Carolina right now is Robbie Anderson. Oh, yeah. I don't think you can watch that game and watch the film and and doubt that now at this point. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, 50 snaps, 75% of the game there. Um, hopefully we'll start to see more of him. Uh, they try to get him going in space. Uh, we'll love to see them keep doing that. Um, I thought Joe Brady did a good job. Uh, mixing it up with uh, Curtis and his skill set. Mm. And I want to see more of that going forward. Um, when the dev chart released, Chris Manhurts was the number one tight end. Um, Ian Thomas played more snaps than him. Oh. So 44 um, snaps for Ian, 36 for uh, Chris Manhurts. Mm. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Mm. Let's see here. And oh my oh my goodness. I'm gonna try not to cuss now. We're gonna talk <laughs> about running backs. Oh Lord. And we're gonna talk about uh Christian McCaffrey here. Mm-hmm. Uh, good old Christian. 65 snaps. So he missed two snaps. Two snaps. Wow. Two of them. And everybody knows what two those were. Those were, guess what? Alex Armour runs. Yep. So, had they called uh, an actual running back uh, run there, Christian probably would have saw the field on those two runs. Mm. But that's that's not that's not the part that makes me mad though. That's not the part that makes me mad yet. The part that makes me hot is Alex Armour seeing he saw eight snaps, and that's not even this is not we're not even to the part that makes me mad yet. <laughs> the part that makes me mad. The part that makes me mad, speak on makes it. my neck itch, Speak on it, man. Speak on it. Is Mike Davis? What saw three snaps? Three, three. Guess how much we paying? Him? I was gonna three say, million. how much we paying this man, bro? <laughs> three 
three million dollars. So he got paid a million dollars per snap. Million dollars a snap, folks. <laughs> That's how I see it. Yeah. Obviously, we got a, he getting paid three million for the whole season. How I see it is, this man <laughs> came up on us for three snaps. He didn't even get a touch. Oh, and I find it hilarious how a fullback got two times more touches than your NFL camp standout backup running back. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Yeah, uh, mm. uh, he saw the field three times more. Uh, Alex Armour saw the field three times more than Mike Davis. Wow! Wow! Yeah, so I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if his hammy was hurting or his feelings was hurt. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but if we paying this man $3 million, I'm going to need a little bit more than that. Thanks. Uh, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> That's all right, man. <laughs> Kevin, all right, so, get in there, man. Yeah, I, I do need to correct you that, Jadaris. You know, as, as king of the Alex Harmer fan club, actually – McCaffrey was in on both of his two runs. They were in 21. That was in 21 personnel one time and 22 personnel, which means two backs. Um, Armour was at fullback um, on both of his two carries with uh, McCaffrey lined up behind him. So McCaffrey's two snaps wasn't a result of of, of Armour, just to give it clarity. So, you know, y'all speak on my boy. I'm coming for your head. So I just had to make it known. So Stay corrected. I appreciate it, youngin. But uh, yeah, man. But speaking of, let, let, let's talk about the what was considered the you know a lot of fans feel like the play that killed the game was that fourth down call. Mm. And uh, you know, I don't know if uh, Larry will be able to you know jump back in and fill it in on us. But oh, I'm I'm waiting. At, I'm waiting. I got the guns loaded, Kevin. I'm waiting. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what everybody wants, you know, say, man, why they threw it to a fullback? Why we paid McCaffrey all that money? You know, uh, you know, it's. I just kept hearing, and you know, I'm all for my boy getting all the touches he wants. So, you know, I was killing that noise. But at the same time, when you go back and watch that in slow motion, he did not stand a chance because our left guard, Schofield, uh-uh. and Okun decided to let defensive end, Cleveland Farewell, crash that whole left side by himself to create that pilot, which didn't allow him to hit that A-gap that he was supposed to. He was supposed to hit the left side A-gap but then try to bounce it to the right side A-gap and got caught up. You know, that you let one man literally push you two mm. big sandwich hoghead-eating-ass players <laughs> down two down the hole, and he couldn't get to where he needed to go to log the field. And and for all of those that saying, should have gave it to McCaffrey. Well, you would have saw some of the same ones that were complaining McCaffrey got it. McCaffrey can't get it from one yard out. Like I keep telling y'all, it doesn't matter whether it's McAfee. It doesn't matter whether it's Davis. It don't matter whether it's Armour. It could be Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike, Ralph, and Johnny. <laughs> if that offensive line is not blocking, it don't it's not going to matter. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's a dead set. They had nine players within two yards of that ball. So they knew what was coming. Yep. They knew what was coming. Yep. You know, now we should have hit them with the, what, what we hit them with in the 2018 against the Saints with the halfback pass. That'd have been there all day, <laughs> you know. Probably. That'd have been there all day. They, they, they wouldn't even worry about nobody deep, you know. They had mm-hmm. everybody within the, you know, smashed up in there. So, 
Yeah, I'm going to go to bat from both. It was the blocking. It wasn't because they gave the ball to Armour why that play did not succeed. Mm. So I just wanted to make sure um, that, you know, that I clarify that because, you know, people would just want to quit to, you know, trash Armour for it. Man, slow fullback and, and big play the game to get to a fullback. That play works nine times out of ten. If you if you just stand in front of the defender, because all he needed was an inch. If you just kept that defender occupied long enough, he would have got it. Got that. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So let me get off the let me get off the pool pit on that one because I'm getting hot. <laughs> Go ahead, Larry. Let me, let me jump on that too. Um, I'm gonna educate the fans a little bit on what a wham block is, though. They said Please on, do. That, on that same play, they said Manners. On a wham block. A wham block is basically the opposite of like a trap. You come in on the backside of your, your guard and the tackle on the inside run. So mm-hmm. basically, Manhurt started from the outside and he basically pulled inside to add more blocking to get that two inches that we needed. It didn't help that he got blown up too. Mm-hmm. And what's sad about that is he's actually part of me, fella. God dang. Hold on, folks. Larry, Larry's in the uh, parking lot, man. It's all good. It didn't. It didn't help that he's also he also he's our pretty much one of our best run blockers. Whether you're talking about tight ends or just offensive linemen in general, but yeah. he couldn't get any momentum because your left guard was getting blown back into him. So he got blown up on that play as well. So we had no chance. No, like Kevin said, no, you could have put Jerome Bass back there. We weren't getting that first down. So. And I would have liked to see more creativity. I didn't have a problem with the play call at all. But you got to know your personnel. And I think that's going to be a growing point for the coaching staff. They're rookies too. Mm -hmm. But in that kind of situation, I might have did a bootleg because I haven't booted all game long. Teddy's not a gasser like by any means, but he's athletic enough to bootleg out and hit somebody in the flat. Armour would have been perfect to get the the hit in the flat in that play. Oh, yes. And also – The fact that you do have Christian McCaffrey in the game, you actually have to use him as a decoy. All Christian McCaffrey did was fake a little toss. Bingo. And I kind of blame Christian on that because he didn't do it full speed. It wasn't a fake for anybody. So at least if you're not going to give the ball to 22, make it look like he's in, like he is going to be involved with the play Mm. somehow, some way. So we didn't do that at all. So I I don't blame that just on the offensive line, even though they did a horrible job. I got to put that on coaching too. But at the same time, I understand that they're rookies as well. And that should be a learning experience because that was a game changer for us. So the whole entire team needs to be accountable for that play in general. Mm. Great point, man. Great point. Great point. Um, and, and again, this is like you guys mentioned, man, that that push is <laughs> it, so essential. And to, to have one defensive end crash down and just basically hold up the whole left side of the offensive, that's bullshit. That 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 that, come on, man, come on, man. Anyway, all right. So let, let's let's talk about the defense, man. Um, growing pains primarily is what we're seeing on the defense, um, especially in the secondary. But you know, DJ got hurt early. Um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. But you know, I have my own reservations about that three man rush on passing downs. But anyway, I, I'm not gonna get into all that. I'm not gonna get into that. Uh, How you get hurt with Roy Smoke, Tim? Tell me that. <laughs> How you get hurt like that, boy? Ah, dang. What is he, jack up his ankle, right? Is that what he did, twist his ankle or something? Yeah, I mean, I know that's Larry's boy, but, man, how, how you get hurt avoiding, avoiding contact? Explain <laughs> that to me. I think what bothers me is we've seen a similar play against the Cowboys in the opening week 
maybe a season or two ago, where mm. deep where uh, Dante Jackson actually came out and stuck Ezekiel Elliott yeah. for no game. So like I remember that. I think the most the most frustrating part about it is that we've seen the ability already. Like we know he's capable of it. So mm. I think what bothers us is that we're not seeing him do it anymore. Yeah. You know, so that's a lot to be concerned about. But just so I'll touch on defense so I can be quiet. I think the thing that bothered me the most on defense besides the pass rush and what I mentioned earlier was the fact that we gave Shaq Thompson a ton of money. Mm. And I think his downfall play the whole game is I seen him literally get dragged like he was on the back of a speedboat a good four to five yards by a scat bag. Mm. That's what we're paying a ton of money to. Like, if it was Luke, that play would have been stopped. It was a first down anyway. The play would have been over anyway. But the fact that you're paying this guy so much money to really get dragged four to five yards, that's unacceptable. I think I was in a Facebook group talking to one of my closest friends, Demetric Allen, where he told me was something that I agreed with, what we did not see. We saw, we saw our guys play fast. We saw our guys play hard. But there's a lack of nastiness on defense right now. There's a lack of toughness, and we don't see it. Like, even if we're going – even though we were playing soft coverage and giving up those short passes, mm-hmm. those receivers catch the pass, you got to make them pay. I didn't see enough of that on – I seen it from Chin, but I didn't see it from all 11 guys, and that's what I want to see. Like, okay, we're playing hard, we're playing fast. Where's that nastiness at? Where's that toughness at? Where are you going to make these ball carriers pay? Mm-hmm. I need to see – I need to see that. Throughout the course of this season, I didn't see it at all in week one. That has a lot to do with the reason why we didn't get any turnovers. You know, we didn't. I think Trey Boston might have had a forced a force fumble, but if you hitting guys the way you're supposed to, that'll also create some turnovers for your defense. We just didn't see enough toughness from them. That's just that's probably my biggest biggest takeaway. I just didn't see the toughness that I wanted to see from the the whole eleven units. Mm-hmm. All right, so Jadarius. Let's 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 pinpoint some things here, man. Well, it seems like the defensive line is where it all began. Uh, I know we got we got gashed for some runs, and you know, missed tackles was was huge. And you know, uh, Coach Rule talked about that in the uh, um, in in the uh, interviews and things of that nature. And you know, and Larry brought that up with Shaq being drugged. I mean, what what did, what did you see about about the front four and and pre- I guess I guess an overall critique of the defense. Uh, one of the toughest things for me to watch is uh, a guy beating himself. So for the defensive line um, specifically, um, on the edges, we're really young. We got Brian Burns, uh, Lobo, YGM, as some call him. We got uh, Weatherly, who's just now um, coming from coming from Minnesota to get, to get a bit of bigger role on the defense and He's not necessarily a young guy, but he's not necessarily the most experienced edge either. Mm-hmm. Um, F.A. Obata, Zach Kerr has been around. Uh, so a lot of these young guys are still trying to find their way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not Zach Kerr and uh, Stephen Weatherly. So one play I saw specifically, just to pinpoint something, um, it's a run play. And... Uh, YGM is coming off the edge unblocked. So anybody that's ever played a defensive end, you'll know um, if nobody's um, in front of you, you got to squeeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't squeeze and you go upfield like you're rushing the passer, 
that's an easy cutback lane. They're gonna gas you every time. Hey JD, not only do you not only do you have to squeeze, but you better expect something that's coming too. If right. you ain't get blocked, expect that trap. It's coming. That's mm-hmm. basic. That's pop Warner right there. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey JD, explain to the fans what what you mean by squeeze. Um, you gotta squeeze tight to the line, man. You can't. Uh, you can't. Uh, you can't. See, the thing with a lot of young edges is they'll they'll pin their ears back and want to get in the backfield. Yeah. But you got to be aware of what's going on in front of you, too, and uh, also where your help is. So your guys inside are depending on you. If there's nothing there, you better squeeze. And like, uh, like Larry said, you got to expect something to come at you, uh, whether that be a blocker or whether that be a ball carry. So... For YGM, that's something that's going to be coached up. I, I guarantee you uh, it's something that was highlighted in the film study. Um, he wasn't the only guy to break contain, but that's a quick and easy way to uh, mess up a whole run fit. So mm-hmm. um, that's something that has to be corrected. And also, I'll go ahead and touch on the linebackers. Uh, one of the most disappointing things I saw on the defense, well, I'll go ahead and highlight too, is KK didn't look like KK on the defensive line to me. I didn't uh, hear his name called at all yesterday. Uh, whether that be we didn't have the, uh, the the dress rehearsals in the preseason, or he's just coming, he's coming off uh, a season where he didn't play at the end. Um, whatever that be, I, I want to see him get back in game shape. But also Shaq, he had a tackle for loss, well, one and a half tackles for loss. He led the team in tackles. But for somebody who's um, been sitting behind the greats, linebacker greats, and Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley, mm-hmm. um, that's something you you expect to see way more from. Him. Even though that that twelve uh, tackle game is uh, technically a big game, uh, he's supposed to be our tone setter. He's been groomed for this moment uh, for years now, mm-hmm. ever since he got in the league, and he got paid um, with from us depending on him to take on that role. Um, so we'll see if he'll kick it in the high gear. But I was actually impressed. Um, I was impressed with Tahir. I'll tell you why. Hmm. A lot of people were were mad at him um, for those PIs, and those PIs are something that can be addressed, and I don't see him making that same mistake uh, mm-hmm. again next game. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm more surprised that he was actually in position. <laughs> because you setting the bar low, bro. It's gonna sound like a knock, but that man was uh, it was a it was an out route, and I was not expecting him to be there. He beat actually the corner there, and if he times that right, that could be a pick. Yeah, yeah. So for somebody yeah. that's not known for yeah. pass coverage yeah. into here, I was extremely impressed with that. Uh, so. Maybe he'll get some hands on the balls. Maybe he'll come away with some interceptions. Um, cornerbacks, Dante went down. Dante is another one uh, that's been groomed seemingly for this moment. Rule has given him like the 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 right away to become that guy. Uh, we can't control injuries, but I would love to see him be have more dog in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, like Larry said. We've seen this from him before. He's he has that dog in him. We know that um, mm. he can play the ball. He can. He's not scared to hit people, even though he's thin as a toothpick. Um, but you know, he 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 has to step into that role, and I'm excited to see him play a full game actually um, against some of the better wide receivers we play against. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody's been listening to this podcast, uh, which I know a lot of y'all are because y'all hit me up on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I am very, very critical of Troy Pride. Um, a lot of people know this. A lot of people get on me for it. But I'm actually siding with Larry again on this because hmm. he's a young he's a young corner. Mm-hmm. And the first big chunk play of the game was that uh, it was a crosser route with Henry Ruggs coming over the middle. And ideally, you would want him to be there, but for a young corner, um, you're ch- you're, you'll chase most of the time what you see in front of you. Yeah. So that uh, the corner he was li- the receiver Troy Pratt was lined up over actually took a, a shallow crosser route um, to kind of set him up, and they I bet they, that's what they were anticipating um, that Troy Pratt would bite on it and try to play that ball um, on the shorter uh, route. Stood that quarterback thrown it, and then he snuck um, rug snuck behind him with that speed, and uh, kind of put Trey in a, a precarious uh, situation there. But um, he was also in great position to play that that long touchdown to Aguilar. Hmm. Um, so that's also something that I, I foresee the DB group won over in film study, and I did not see. Ball skills like that on film, but I'm excited to see if he can get his hands on it because uh, these guys, uh, this coaching staff, have said they're big on coaching up guys um, and having them become better than they used to be. So, so I'll shout out Jeremy Chen uh, for being a standout of that DB group, even though he's a DB and a linebacker. He did a great job tackling this space. And, yeah, he did. Uh, there's not a, there was not a lot of uh, separation on the guys he was uh, he was shadowing or on his assignments. So that's something that I enjoy seeing uh, from a young DB. He played fast. And, uh, I, I can't wait to see the physicality out of him too. Right on, right on. Cam, jump on in there, brother. Yeah, well, <laughs> hmm, how can I put this? <laughs> I mean, just for me, as just when I look at the defensive effort, and I'm always trying to look for the silver lining, but I got to address, you know, if it's that it is what it is. Um, and again, I've, I've told everybody, me, self, the first four games, even though they count, I'm looking at it as preseason getting ready. By week five at Atlanta, the the the, the microscope is back on, and I want to see. I want guys to play through. I want to see. Okay, we done we done played against you know four teams, got the rotation right, coverage. We've seen how we've been attacked, how we adjust, how we make adjustments. All of that after four games, I'm I'm gonna be a lot more critical um, than what I am. But just the fact that in spite of all the mistakes we made, it was a four point game with us the chance to actually win. Well, actually, we had the lead. Yeah, believe it or not, sure did. We was up thirty twenty seven. But it was it was only seven minutes left, and I knew three points with that much time left was the way they had been running the ball all day and with us not sacking a quarterback. Uh, now, if we had some sort of pass rush, I would have felt more confident that we could have possibly could have, you know, pulled, held that off. Uh, but, you know, again, you know, take the same squad, fast forward a year from now, play that same game again, it will bust the Raiders' ass. Uh, I guarantee it. Uh, but... You know, we we just gotta we gotta we gotta take our lumps um, lumps with it. I um, 
I want to know what where the, the leaders like Kawan Short, like him, Brian Burns, like they were they were virtual ghosts, man. I'm, I'm looking at the stat sheet, and I'm gonna be honest, like it's very pedestrian, um, man. Very pedestrian. It's short, like Kawan Short had four tackles, uh, no sacks, no tackles for losses, uh. um, no QB hits. Um, I'm looking at. Brian Burns, and believe it or not, fellas, he's not even on the stat sheet. Hold on. Okay. I had to scroll back up. Okay. He had three tackles. I'm oh, sorry. Okay. 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 I was going to say, hold on. Hey. I had to scroll back up. He he was right above Kawan Short. He had four total tackles, three solo tackles. But again, no QB hits from Brian Burns? That's unheard of. I, I mean, a guy that's got the type of bend that he has. That's unheard of. Uh, you know, he, he, you know, hey. I, I get that you was injured and you was coming back and, and things like that, but I expect him to play with a man with his hair on fire, you know, to to prove that that he can pick up right where he left off, you know, September of last year where he was defensive rookie defensive player of the month um, for us. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm just expecting the leaders of this team to to you know we got the rust off now. I, I just want to see some. Some more plays made. Uh, that play that you know with Troy Pride on the cross route that we were just talking about, when um, when we saw the, the the diagram showing what happened, it looked like they were playing quarters defense. And you know, uh, Larry and Jadaris, you know, I know y'all look no more about coverage than me. It looked like it was supposed to have been quarters where you know the cornerbacks and the safety take a a quarter deep, and it looked like they bit on that shallow cross both Burris and. Um, pride came up and that just freed it open all day for uh, for rugs and Trey Boston. I mean, he he got to get credit for yeah. tracking that man down at the one, even though they did eventually score. But yeah, my God, you know, he rugs had him by at least 15 yards and he just, you know, for, he must learn angle of pursuit because he was able to force mm-hmm. him out at the one, one and a half. He got uh, on his horse, man. Yeah, yeah he, he definitely did. So. Um, you know, for all of us giving Trey Boston hell over this about his, you know, angles and pursuit, he uh, he earned it on that one. Right. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely give him that. Yeah. But you know, I'm um, I'm optimistic, but I'm also not going to let the optimism go, but so high because I know it is what it is in 2020. But I definitely don't expect to see us talking about these same mistakes a week from now. If it is, it's going to be some some new stuff. Uh, that we're discussing. Uh, you know, I don't want to hear about zero tackles for losses. I don't want to hear about zero sacks. I don't want to hear about zero quarterback hits. Uh, another thing that, you know, we shot ourselves in the foot at uh, was these penalties, man. I oh, mean, gosh. Man. Whew. I, five penalties for 65 yards. I know five penalties don't sound like much, but they were momentum killers. Yes. I mean, just t- just suck all the air out of the uh, out of what it was that we was trying to do, and uh, that, man, it's mm-hmm. <sighs> now it's been a while. You know, now I did like the fact that no turnovers uh, were given up. So you know, whatever we're doing to practice ball security is working. So you know, this is one of the positives I'm taking away. But uh, yeah, each one of them five penalties just seemed to come at the worst absolute time. And I'm thinking three of them was on third down, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, yeah, man, just uh, I, I just don't want to be talking about these same things this time next week is what I'm looking forward to. 
Yeah. Hey, Kev, just to touch on your point, the same expectation that you have for Brian Burns, I have for KK. Yeah, you're coming off an injury or whatever, but you also know that it's very unlikely that you get re-signed by us based on the way your contract is set up. I would just expect him to be playing for a new contract with somebody. I expect the dog to come out every single Sunday, whether we winning games or not. So that's why I was really, really, really disappointed in KK this Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. yeah, he definitely was a letdown on 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 that aspect. I just again, I I just want to give them a one game pass. I just want to say as Russ, first time against a different type of energy. Uh, you know, getting used to not having no crowd. Like it was a lot of factors that were never dealt with before that I want to give them a pass for because it's new, you know, psychologically, you know, he's been there nine, eight years. He's used to playing in front of a, you know, maybe he defensive players, we feed, they feed off that energy. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that the reason why we had that was just the quietness of the stadium on a Sunday. So I'm going I'm to give them a pass, but you know, that, that doesn't fly down there um, next week. Right on. Right on. Go ahead, Larry. Do you want to elaborate some more on the uh, defense, or did you already? I got pretty much all of my points across. Like, I agree with Kevin. We played hard. We played fast. But the one thing I expect to see better next week is more physicality and more toughness. Mm. I just – I need to see some bigger hits. You know, I, I, I got to see us set the tone better as a unit. I just with Shaq, not just with KK, but all of us God, at the end of the day, most of our most of our team has been playing football for ten plus years. You know whether we had a preseason or not. Football is football for guys that do it professionally. So you got to come out and set the tone. I want to see us do that better next week. Well said, well said. Same here, man. Do you want to say something, Jadarius? Oh yeah, I can't I can't forget about the effort from uh, Rasul Douglas, man. Oh yeah. Comes in for the hurt. Uh, he comes in, gets some snaps here from after Dante goes down. Uh, I think he should have been the starter opposite of Dante to start the game. Mm. Uh, but he was extremely new to Carolina. So I think it was like, what, three or less than a week yeah. he's been here um, to that point. But two passes defense. Um, that's two-thirds of the passes defense. And that's 100% of the passes defense by DB mm. uh, from us. So um, if you keep an eye on our Twitter, um, the four-man rush Twitter, I'm sure there'll be some uh, Rasul Douglas film dropping. And um, also he has some dog in him too. Mm-hmm. You can see in some of the tackles he made. So can't wait to see more from him. Right on, man. Just to touch on him a little bit, I'm from Irvington, New Jersey, and he's from East Orange, New Jersey, one of our biggest rivals. And I don't know him personally, but I actually was watching this guy play in high school. I could just never put two and two together because I know all his older siblings. So, like, it's like that's a homegrown guy for me. So I'm really excited about what he can do for us. Mm. Respect. Yeah, and and if I can just add on to heap his praise as well, I, I just like the fact that you know, he brought his own energy. You, you'll see after every play, like he was, he was feeling it. You know, he, uh, he, he brought the lumberjack. If I know it wasn't a lot as a team, but when you look at plays that he affected, that he was, uh, in on in his area, you, mm-hmm. you can, uh, you can tell that he's thrilled for the opportunity. You know, this man, because of the COVID testing protocol, he had to pass three straight days of, of negative tests. He wasn't able to join the team to the Wednesday practice. Dang. So if he looks if he looks like that off just 
Um, really, really two good practices because you know, you know, you know, Friday practices, you know, is, is more geared towards special teams. Now I don't know how Rue's doing it, but you know, Wednesday and Thursday is really when the meat of the uh, of the plays and the strategy is uh, is uh, implemented. You know, throughout the week, so. Uh, he, he gave us a good glimpse of what he could potentially could be. I, um, you know, we definitely gonna need it. You know, with what we facing up next week, and uh, well, this week coming. So, but uh, definitely, uh, definitely, props must be given to him because in a little bit of time, he made a lot. Uh, he made a, a good impact, and and I like his uh, I like his energy to uh, being added to uh, Thieves Avenue. So, um, looking forward, definitely looking to see how. Our coaching staff helps bring him along and and watch him take over. But he definitely plays fearless. That's one thing I noticed about him is that he was a fearless player uh, on the field. So um, looking forward to seeing him, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. With the energy he brings, him and Trey Boston should be best friends in the locker room. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> True. He, br- True. He brings that type of energy. Everything that we praised Trey Boston for last year and previous years that he was with us, Douglas brings all that same energy, man. I love it. I'm excited. Word. Speaking of energy, uh, this team is going to need to bring that energy when they go up against the GOAT this coming Sunday in old Tampa of the Bay. It's going to be interesting. Now, I mean, people are talking smack about the Bucks because they got smacked in the mouth Sunday, but, you know, I'm, I'm not going to – I'm not going to just, you know, dismiss Tom freaking Brady, bro. <laughs> I mean, if we can't get a pass rush – on Tom Brady with this young secondary. I don't know. I don't know. The, the Tampa Bay got some decent receivers, man. They they got some they got some decent ones. So, but anyway, so let, let's uh, let's talk about the preview for this Bucks uh Panthers game uh Sunday on Fox, I believe, 1 p.m. down in the, the old Tampa. Jarius. Uh yeah, so offensively Tampa has a ton of weapons. So from tight end to wide receiver, even the running backs. Um, they have Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. Mm-hmm. Those guys are no slouches. Mm-hmm. So, um, as you mentioned, man, they gave up three sacks against the Saints. Um, the Saints have a good defensive line, but mm-hmm. I believe that um, based on what we've seen, we can have confidence in attacking and trying to get our pass rushes going here. Mm-hmm. Because if you let Tom Brady sit back and throw all game, he going to kill you. So um, it's going to be extremely important defensively to get get after that um, get after that uh, quarterback. Mm. Right on. That 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 is the core of that the whole the whole game plan right there, man. Stop Tom, right, Kev. Um, I've been wanting to say that you know why everybody you know been on the hype of the Bucks. I, I still stand by, and I saw enough from what I watched Sunday mm. to know that you know we can we can we can get work in the trenches on these guys. I felt like that even with the additions and things like that. And uh, Larry, you can touch on the guy. Cause I know you scouted him real good. That the one they drafted to play their uh, tackle position works mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I, I definitely see opportunity. I'm, I'm just looking at what the uh, Saints was able to do. Uh, seven quarterback hits, uh, five passes defended, five tackle for losses, three sacks. Um, you know they was uh they was getting at it, and everybody know um, that Brady you know throws the ball quick. Uh, so you know that's uh, that's a shout out to um, you know to their defensive scheme and plan 
um, you know, how they play. So uh, I, I see opportunities for, for us to really uh, put up some numbers and to really affect the game um, from the inside out this time in the trenches. And I think the opportunity is there. You know, you know, I just believe that, hey, you, you win the trenches, you, you set the tone for the entire game, and it makes the job easier for the skilled players, um, not in offensive but defensive as well because the defensive line is is setting the tone. Linebackers are running free, making plays. Uh, defensive backs can, you know, jump routes. Um, so definitely the opportunities are there for – for, uh, for everybody to get right and get back in the win column. And I would love uh, for the Panthers to keep their current win streak against Tom Brady going. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, sure you know, did. he's caught smoke the last few times he done played again. And so we got to let him know that the smoke still exists no matter who's here. So that's, right. that's what I'm looking forward to. Right on, right on. Larry. Yeah, I'm going to be brief because I'm now on the clock, but. <laughs> <laughs> to be brutally honest with you, you know, uh, I have the same optimism as Kevin and JD, like, go out and win this football game, but I'm also a realist. I know how to beat Tom Brady. Each of the times we beat him in the past, we put pressure on him, we put him on his back. He's 43 years old, you got to hit him. I do not as a sure they can do that yet. So I got to be reserved a little bit, you know, because I don't. They have to show me that they can get after the quarterback first because I believe that that's the key to the game. Get after him, you get a W. So I'm keeping it brief with that because I got to go, guys. But if we can't get pressure on the quarterback and we didn't learn anything from this film this past week, it's going to be a long day. I'm just being honest with you. I know. Appreciate you, Larry. Appreciate you, man. We'll catch you in the chat, bro. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Larry, ladies and gentlemen, coming in from the OJOB, man. That's that's dedication right there. I I like that. I like that. Um, so from the offensive side of the ball, what, what can, do you, do you think we could put up points on this team? What, what was the Tampa Bay defense looking like? Jadarius. Uh, uh, a lot of tackles for loss, actually. Oh, really? So they get in the trace of Levante David. Um, their, their defense is pretty fast. Mm. Uh, so for us, I believe uh, it'll be important to get our guys out in space. And uh, when when the defense offers us up um, some zones we can sit down in, um, like DJ had a, a play there where he could pick up a third down, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. if he sits down in that zone, mm-hmm. um, that's going to be extremely critical. Um, but only one sack on the day. So we'll see if we can keep that uh, no sack streak going. Uh, but this defense uh, matches up well on the D-line against our uh Interior offensive line where they got the Dominican Sue, um, it's Pierre Paul. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough day. Uh, but these kind of tests early in the season uh, kind of let you know, uh, especially from games like we just watched, how the rest of the season is gonna go. So it's gonna be um, it's gonna be a learning experience, I believe, um, by looking at the the depth chart and how many how much talent they have on defense. But I'm confident in, in our offense's ability to move the rock now. Um, as we saw from last game, Teddy is extremely surgical when he needs to be, and he's more than happy to take the shot when he needs to. Uh, and we have the speed to go out there and, and make plays. So I believe it's going to be a, a, a nice test. Uh, 
and hopefully our offense can keep this uh the streak of scoring uh when we take the field going. I know, man. Yeah, I remember last year that D line gave us gave our O line some fits, boy. They 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 stout. Kev, what you think about the offense, man? How are we gonna put up points on this Tampa Bay defense? Yeah, well, the key for me is uh, blocking. You know, we were just talking about the defense defense last year. It was just one person. It was Shaquille Barrett versus Darrell Williams last year. That was pretty much the beginning and the end right there. He Truth. He got that man the franchise had paid. God. All he had to do was turn on that Thursday night highlight session that he put on. What, he had like three and a half, four sacks that game? Yeah, I mean, bro, just, just – just, I mean, just snatching chains like Debo, bro. Like it wasn't even, man. I yeah, and, I'm, and, and, and I'm looking against, you know, the Saints. All he had was three tackles, no sacks, no quarterback hits, uh, one pass defended. So you know, wow. hey, wow, yeah. So, so you know, he probably chomping at the bit, you know, thinking that he's gonna get right like he did last year. Uh, but, but overall, yeah. Um, the matchup I got to see, and y'all may laugh, but, you know, I got to see Matt Paradis versus Vita Vea on the inside. Ooh, ooh. Payback, huh? A bit payback because in London, Paradis went back at him and gave him that work, and I like that. So that let me know it's in him to, to be able to handle it. Now, I'm not naive to think that he can single block that man the whole time. <laughs> but when the time is needed, you know, he can give him that, you know, he can he can give it back as much as he give. If if Paradis can can neutralize and just keep Vita Vea occupied to not be pushed back into the pocket into Bridgewater, that's gonna give us a hell of a chance. That that interior pressure. Um I'm here. Sue, I'm not saying that Sue's not capable, but he's not that intimidator that he used to be, you know, eight. Mm. You know, he's not that he's not that guy that was up in Detroit terrorizing folks like right. he used to. Now, don't get me wrong. He'll have his moments if you let him. But he's not someone I'm, I'm too overly worried about. Uh, but, you know, look, but like uh, Jadarius said, I mean, wow, these they had 11 tackles for losses. I mean, they they coming behind the line. So th- this would be a game where I would expect that with them keying on McCaffrey, that play action would be huge. If we can, um, if we can catch them, I still, I still think that their secondary can be exploited. Um, I see opportunities that our tight ends they they can take advantage. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, Levante David and and Devin White, who's in his second year, are definitely studs. But th- there's going to be opportunities there. So again, can we take advantage of the moments when they pre- present themselves? That's what it's going. That's what's going to come down to if we're going to win this game. Opportunity is going to be there, mm. but are we going to be are we going to be good enough to take advantage? At, at after a certain point, saying that we're young is not going to fly. No. You know, no. you're a professional. You know, you're getting six figures in your account right after this game is over. Bingo. Some seven, depending on <laughs> depending on who you are. So, facts. Uh, I don't, I don't want to hear nothing about Young, and you know, after a while, the, the training wheels got to slowly start um, coming off, and and you know, you got to execute. It's the same game we've been playing as kids, you know. Um, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I I know we're not the Saints, but I saw enough to where I, I feel like what was looking like a blowout a month ago. I I think we can spoil the 
home opener for the Bucks. I really do. Uh, if we take advantage of the opportunities and we, you know, don't shoot our big toe off like we on Harlem nights, <laughs> I, I, I think we can. Uh, I think we can sneak sneak one out of there, man. I really do. Um, I want to say I'm gonna go on a limb and say Panthers twenty seven, Bucks twenty three. Your first prediction, ladies and gentlemen. 27-23 Panthers. I, I I can see that. I can see that. Do you want do you want to give a a, a, a kind of a uh, prediction on there, Jadarius? Oh man, uh, let's see. I won't do a score prediction. I'll do stat prediction. Uh, okay. McCaffrey gets his first 100 yard game of the season, and the reason why I'll say that is because I can see uh, our offensive line. Uh, being in a dog fight, but I can also see their their edges getting a little anxious because Teddy's getting the ball out fast and they'll mm. over pursue. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if McCaffrey gets in into a lane off a broken uh, off broken contain, mm. uh, you can say side art. So I'll say that um, we'll probably score. I'll say hmm, I'll say we'll score twenty twenty three points, mm-hmm. right around twenty three twenty. 20, 26 points. Okay. Uh, and I'll say they'll score maybe, I'll say about, I'm going to say 27. Mm. I, I see another tough game, and it's going to come down to the wire, in my opinion, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we show our youth again, it'll be a little frustrating. But um, if you can get those out the way early and often, uh, it's possible. Build. Uh, yeah. Yep, the build, momentum will swing at the end of the season. And a lot of our young guys are going to year two, uh, ready to rock and roll. Yeah, this this is a time, this is a time for growth, ladies and gentlemen. And I mean, you, you don't you don't you don't make, you know, pro professional studs overnight. And you know, if our defensive line can show up and you know, Burns and uh uh Brown have a have a decent game and KK starts becoming KK again. We might be all right. What, what was that gentleman's name uh, of the other D lineman? The Weatherly is that his name? Yep, Stephen Weatherly. That, hey, that that kid that kid was all over the place. Now, I, I like I like to see. he had some he had some flashes. He was doing his thing a little bit. Um, so you know, if our D line can get can get after Tom, I, I, I like our chances. Um, but if Tom has time to pick apart our secondary, I, I don't think we have the personnel to keep up with that that receiving core and that kind of a quarterback. Um, but see, seeing Chan match up with Gronk, that's going to be an interesting matchup uh, as well. I, I like to see that. Um, but, yeah. Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Them darn conference games, boy, I tell you. Eesh. What divi- division game, excuse me. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, that's the situation right now. Uh, we, we've uh, give you, given you all you need to know about the post game and the upcoming game. Now, folks, I don't know if you guys have uh, have, have learned about this yet, but um, we're going to start doing a uh, four man rush post game immediately after the game. That's right. When that blast last whistle blows and they're doing their interviews, we're going to be setting up and doing our little uh, our, our podcast. Uh, not podcast, actually. This, this is going to be a live stream show to our YouTube channel. Um, uh, 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 on a post game, uh, kind of, kind of tip. So, 
Y'all, y'all be, be on the lookout for that. We're going to try to do that this upcoming Sunday. Um, so um, I, I'm guessing, what are we, what are we, uh, what are we going? Like, like six, Kevin, is that, is that what we was, we was looking at? Six o'clock, five o'clock-ish? Yeah, I was thinking about um, six or seven, you know, the game is over at the four. You know, give yourself a couple of hours, kind of, you know, gather, mm-hmm. um, you know, give us a chance to kind of look over some things, mm-hmm. um, you know, catch a few highlights. Um, and uh, I don't know if anyone may be rec- had an option of recording, you know, just so we can just, you know, have some insight. So about uh, about six or seven would uh, would be just fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with that sometime now, we'll we'll definitely announce it on the page. Um, definitely. Uh, I say at least by what Saturday, Tim, you think? We should know for sure by then. Yeah, Friday yeah. or Saturday this yeah, week. Yeah, def- definitely Saturday. We'll, we'll know. We'll know for sure on Saturday, and um, you know, we'll put it. We'll put it out there on all our uh, our uh, social media platforms. Let you guys know for sure. But yeah, six thirty ish, seven probably be perfect. Yeah, I, yeah, seven at the latest. At the latest, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because we got <laughs> yeah, oh, now there's some more football going on now. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> I like to watch a football. <laughs> yeah. Somebody might have to see a man about a mule. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> All right, Panther fans. Um, so, uh, you guys have any parting shots? Shout out to Rasul Douglas. Shout out to Rasul Douglas. That's what's up. All right. Well, I'm going to give my own personal shout out to um, our very own Jadarius. Uh, I, you know, he started dropping his um, his um, oh, blogs yeah. on, on the Panthers' website. Yeah. You know, I want I want everybody to get to know this young man. He's very knowledgeable. You know, mm-hmm. he's young, but he's ready. Right. Um, and I just I just like the fact of you know how how much he studies the film and how he breaks it down and explains it. He tells it like it is. And you know, um, you know, check it out on the Four Man Rush website. Uh, justifications with Jadarius. And um, it's you know his articles that he uh, breaks down and writes. You folks definitely check it out. It's um, some definitely good material and a good layout here. And um, stand by us. We're not going to disappoint you. And uh, mm-hmm. we definitely got things in the working that we're not speaking on at this point. We just uh, just know that we grinding and we got some some things that's ready to roll down the pipe. Right on, man. Right on. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Jadarius, man. What your what your uh, what your uh, blogs, man. It's- Get some great content. Great content. No doubt. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Panther fans. Uh, once again, thanks thanks uh, to you all for listening and joining uh, uh, us for, uh, for the 4-Man Rush podcast. If you are enjoying this on the YouTube, thank you for watching. Um, please be sure to uh, follow us on our social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, and, of course, our YouTube channel. Um, and you know, just keep be on the lookout. Like Kevin said, man, we, we do have, we have some, we have some stuff cooking up folks. Our post, our post game is going to be lit. Cause it, it's going to be, it's going to be raw. <laughs> Cause we, we just got finished watching the game and, and I, I, man, a lot of you guys have, haven't watched a game with us, but I, I know from, from the way that we, we be communicating on the chat and all that other stuff during the game, man. Folks, it's, that post game is going to be lit, Jack. It's it's woof, precision personified. Real talk. We're gonna have the box score. We're gonna have our own notes and what we've seen and things of that nature, man. And then you guys can cross check what we dropped on you after the, after the game on Monday with the pundits and all the other good stuff. 
and you still you probably realize that they still can't touch the four man rush. I'm just saying, just saying. All right, so whether you're having a great morning, afternoon, or evening while listening to this podcast, we hope you stay safe. We hope you uh, get through this COVID situation, which is still around, mind you. And um, you know, be on the lookout and uh, enjoy the content, folks. We're here for you. Also, on behalf of Kevin and Jadarius and Larry and the whole Four Man Rush crew, take care of yourselves, love each other, pet your dog, wash your cat, and as always, keep pounding. That's a clear. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> this post this uh, post game thing y'all talking about? Yeah. I'm a cuss. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Boy, that's gonna be so much raw emotion, right, right? bro? I'm telling you. Uh, oh, hey, don't fuck around and let us win. Don't you fuck around and let oh, us win? Bro, bro we thought oh, we put up a bro. forty burger boy. Oh my god, bro. Hey, shit, forty water. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkle me, man. Sprinkle me, yeah. man. Sprinkle me, man. Sprinkle me, I'm man. Here for it. <laughs> that's what's good, man. Yeah, you gotta stick around for that, Jay. You gotta, yeah, you gotta be on that. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be on that post game, bro. I like to get, every, right. I like to get everybody on here for the yeah, post game. Yeah, I mean, I know Larry said he could be there. I know Will yeah. will be there. Yeah. Uh, Jay, I mean, Jay, I mean, do you have any? I mean, Sunday plans around that time, six, seven ish. Uh, I might be at the beach, but I, 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 I can go on the balcony. She love it, we out in public and we can just chill with my partners and we can go back to my crib and just chill out the covers and do we call me and you love us. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.